In this episode of the Solo Venture Podcast, we're talking to CCSK. She's an email strategist and copywriter who currently spends her time between Bulgaria and Portugal. CC started freelancing in 2021 after she was laid off from a full-time 9-to-5 office job due to the pandemic and started traveling full-time this year and has been all over Europe, including the UK, Germany, Portugal, and Bulgaria, where her husband's family resides. Now, Riz is actually in Bulgaria right now and was able to catch up with CC at a co-working space so they could film this episode together. We discuss a wide range of topics, including freelance platforms, the detriments of hustle culture, and the importance of having faith in the process and yourself as a new entrepreneur. Be sure to follow CC with the links provided in the show notes. I don't even know where to start now. I forgot, <laughs> what, we're I don't even, I forgot what we're doing today. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. So I am in... Sophia, not Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, Sophia. Sophia in Bulgaria. And yeah. I'm here with Cece. Yeah. And the three of us, of so anyone watching, and I know there's people watching yeah. on the course as well. We all met on a copywriting course. And I'm visiting Bulgaria this week, catching up with Cece. We've literally just met 30 minutes ago. Um, we wanted to bring Cece on um, to hear more about your story. Where things, are, where things are going, what you're doing now, um, everything about CC. Um, and we decided to stop off at the beer down, at the bar, at the bar downstairs. At the bar downstairs. Um, so cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I'm, very, uh, I'm very jealous. I'm sitting in a basement in uh, Michigan, and it is 10 in the morning. And I've got a ton of alcohol in the house, but uh, I've got too much to do today. So next time, I'll definitely <laughs> – I have no problem drinking at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'll do that shit. I just uh, – I'll skip it for today. So, so yeah, so you guys just met right before this, huh? You didn't know each other? I mean, obviously, we all know each other a little bit, but you just actually literally ran into each other before this? Yeah, literally. Um, so we are, we are south of the center? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We are. You just immediately outed me. (laughs) Yeah. In terms of how well I know this city. (laughs) Yeah. Oh well, that's that's what that's what phones are for. Nobody actually looks at memorizes that shit anymore. So so you've been, uh, Cece, you've been over there for for a while now, right? I know you've been traveling around because you've you've. I think I talked to you last, or we were like texting. I think you were in Portugal. You made that whole rounds over there which was a while ago. And then, uh, so how long have you been in, in Bulgaria now? Um, I arrived end of May. Yeah. Like okay. end of May. So wow. I, I've been here rough, approximately two weeks, maybe more. I lost track. Um, and then prior to that, yeah, I was purely based out of Portugal since mid January, which is when I started this whole move abroad yeah. journey. And yeah, that's where I am. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it, uh, I lose track too. I've been uh, scattered. I was while well, I was over scattered all over Southeast Asia, and uh, now I can't. I couldn't even tell you where I was now. But so, you, how long do you plan on staying there? Do you think? Uh, so far, we've planned the summer. Um, sure. So initially, when we booked our plans, uh, we were going to start off. Uh, in Sophie, Sophia, just because we were like, okay, where do we start off? Let's start off with somewhere where we know. So happens to be Bulgaria, happens to be a country where a lot of nomads are looking into because it's not in the Schengen zone. And right. 
yet at the same time it's EU, but at the same time they don't use euros. Um, so yeah. first we thought of that. And my husband, who's from here, his parents questioned our decisions. They're like, we don't understand you guys. Why do you want to come here in the winter when it sucks? Yeah. <laughs> Their words, not mine. Yeah. Don't come back to here. <laughs> um, and then, so we're like, oh, yeah. That's true. Why don't we go there when it's best, which is in the summer. Everywhere that's cold is best in the summer, right? Yeah. Um, and then just start off wherever in the winter. So we chose Portugal because that's always been my like on my mind to try out, to check out. Um, and then we did that. And it was awesome because I moved from Canada. That's where I'm from. And everyone in Lisbon was complaining about how how we came at the worst time, that it's the coldest time of the year, whatever, whatever. But to Canadians, we're like, oh, this is like spring. Yeah. <laughs> no, can, Canadians are everywhere, man. Like, uh, like we, uh, we have the luxury here where we're at, where like we have, we have Florida, like you guys are just cold, colder, colder. Like, you know, you'd only have so many options in the wintertime and everywhere we travel, uh, we run into you guys everywhere, which is awesome. I mean, you're the friendliest people on earth. So it's pretty cool. But uh, where, um, so we'll backtrack a little bit. So how long, like, I guess just kind of take us through, you know, your writing journey. Like, how, when did you get started? How long have you been writing? How long have you been freelancing? Oh, my God. Okay. So I, uh, I've i been writing or at least pursuing copywriting in some form or blog writing for more than five years. Um, but that I guess started end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So before the pandemic hit and all hell broke loose, um, I came to Sofia for the first time end of 2019 for Christmas. And for, you know, at the time I was engaged to so like wedding planning and one of my friends uh, who lives in Plovdiv um, pretty much sold us on the idea that, oh, like you should move abroad, maybe consider Bulgaria, um, at least the EU, there's so many benefits, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so that at least allowed me to look into it. I was like, okay, I want to do this. I've been in love with traveling for a while. The only thing I ever regret in life is not doing it more. Um, so in my mind, I was like, okay, I need to find a way to make it happen. And I was already somewhat aware at the time that people work remotely and they travel. <laughs> this is prior to the pandemic. So in my head, I was like, okay, let's somehow make it happen. You know, don't know how, but the key is to go online and do it like through your computer. That was end of 2019. Um, and so long story short, I was pursuing a bunch of different things at the time as a side hustle. But the main thing was blog writing. And then I read in a book that, you know, you could do SEO writing, you could do copywriting, blah, 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 as like a byproduct of building a blog, or at least that's the skill that you learn while you're building one. So in that regard, I've been doing it for a while. But if you're talking about freelancing, that didn't really kick off for me until uh, beginning of 2021. So like a year later. Uh, after all hell broke loose and I got laid off from my full-time nine-to-five office job because um, offices were closing down, right? Because nobody could have meetings. So it's like my job wasn't relevant anymore. And then at the time, because people were getting laid off, getting we have something called employee insurance um, 
And then there's also recovery benefits from the government. And they were just like handing everything out like candy because everybody like, I guess, needed it or had a reason for it. So in my case, I was laid off eventually. It was a hard year. But after like, the reason why I was beginning of 2021 is I needed some time to recover and then go back into the, you know, the job seeking game. Right. Um, And so when I was finally ready and I had a really awkward phone call where I found out this job I was interviewing for wasn't even a remote position, but it was on a remote job board. Um, It just felt really awkward. And I saw a ton of people getting laid off from their jobs and just waiting for it to happen just so that they could switch careers or do something different. And I thought, wow, like I should probably do that too. (laughs) So um, that day when I hung up the phone with this uh, interviewee, I spoke to this 2021. Yeah. My husband at the time, (laughs) well, he is now. And uh, he's like, yeah, okay. I support that. Go for it. And then I struggled for like a year <laughs> and didn't, you know, did the whole trying things out on Fiverr, trying things out on Upwork, reaching out to your network, optimizing your LinkedIn profile, optimizing your resume, doing everything and not trying a little bit of everything, but nothing feeling like it was sticking. Um, that summer, I got really busy for a couple months on Fiverr, but all that really did was, I guess, give me experience dealing with people get a decent amount of testimonials and yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be, that, I was going to say that year seems to be like the, the magic timeline. I had the same experience and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing now. I would like, like you, I, uh, well, I, I quit my job in Florida, but, uh, same, same exact setup though. Like I had to, cause I needed money. So I sold my, my car, went to Mexico. So like when you're like, you know, like you with your laid off, like, like uh, eventually you have to figure something out and you saw the writing on the wall too. Everybody's losing their jobs. There's not much uh, available anymore. And it did, you know, it, it does take some time. And I agree with you on the Fiverr thing. We had this conversation last week, um, the Fiverr and Upwork. I don't know. I'm kind of neutral on them. Like I don't love them. Uh, I don't hate them either though. That's where I've made most of my money in the beginning. And you're right. It gives you like experience and you can build a portfolio there. And it actually, in a silly way, it's like, uh, I made $10, which is, you know, not even enough for a pint here, but at least it's like, at least you prove, you proved yourself. You could make money doing this shit. Uh, yeah. so it's kind of like a little bit of a confidence boost, but yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I, I try to tell people now too. It's like, I, we get a lot of questions from new writers. Um, a lot of them are also in the, in the group with Francis there. And they're like, uh, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you right now, it's going to fucking be nothing for like a year. And then all of a sudden, it's just going to start snowballing and piling on. So you just got to hang in there. But no, it's funny you had the same the same timeline, though. Uh, so you've been, so that's that was 2021. So we're, oh shit, we're two years later now, give or take. So now you were doing this in Canada. So this is before you decided to move or did you, once you started freelancing is that when you got more mobile or were you still kind of stationary um no so i didn't actually get mobile until this year um so i guess once i decided actually even before i got laid off (laughs) we did make the decision like we're gonna move abroad and we're gonna try to figure out how to go online uh beginning of this year 2023 so that was our actual deadline to go nomadic 
And I feel so blessed and lucky to like, not only have this vision, but easily sell it to my husband <laughs> with, with very little to no effort. Um, and like, cause I can't even imagine how some people, you know, must feel where they might all of a sudden fall in love and want to become nomadic and then realize that the person they're with doesn't have the same goals and dreams or whatever. And then it doesn't work out, unfortunately. And people have had to do that. Like I've listened to stories of pretty much digital nomad anything, right? Um, so I wanted to recognize that first. And then, and that was, you know, beginning of 2020. So this is, I feel like this has been in the works for a really long time, even though in hindsight, we're like, oh yeah, three years, whatever, right? But three years felt like forever. Um, so yeah, when it finally happened, like, yeah, I'm not exactly where I want to be in terms of business, but I hit my minimum goal, which is be a sustainable <laughs> like nomadic copywriter that can live in most cities comfortably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is a lot these days. To live comfortably anywhere is 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 no small small feat. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Like traveling. So my girlfriend had the idea um, to start traveling before me, uh, and she talked me into this, and I'm glad she did. But you're right. It's like that'll 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 ruin a relationship right there. You know, she she doesn't watch these, so uh, she might be listening from upstairs. She's not subscribed. Yeah, no, she does. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah that's a really good fucking question. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, if she decided to stay put, uh, I'd just be like, well, fuck it, see ya, you know, I'm out of here. So she won't see this. Don't worry about that. But, but no, you definitely do have to have that conversation with whoever, you know, you're traveling with, because again, it's, it's not like, fortunately her and I were like open-minded enough to be like, yeah, yeah, let's go give it a shot. I mean, we're 43 now we should get out and do something before we're like, I don't want to be 70 years old with a backpack on running through an airport. You know, but no, that's awesome that he was willing to do that or at least give it a shot. And what most people need to realize, too, is you can try anything for a couple of years. I mean, there's always going to be money. There's always going to be jobs. Um, Canada's always going to be there. It's not going anywhere, you know, so or wherever you decide to live. You know what I mean? So like it's a, people just need to get it out. Of, you know, they're they have this mental block where they're like they think they have to do whatever they're going to do for the rest of their lives. And they have to, you know, retire at a certain age. And I was like, shit, I mean, go, go take five years, go do something completely different. And if you don't like it, guess what? You probably have another 40, 50, 60 years to live. So you can come back and be miserable at a job after that if you want to. So no, that's awesome. You guys were able to get out and do that. Um, so you went nomadic this year. Mm -hmm. It had been three years in the making. What would you say was like pivotal or if you were to simplify the kind of process to get you to the point where you felt like, cool, we can now leave, we can go travel, what would you say those kind of steps were to get you into that kind of confident position? Um. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, like, oh my God, it's, hmm, it's so hard to pinpoint. <laughs> um it's really hard to pinpoint, but if I were to go back, I think the biggest thing, and it goes against like human nature, um, it's a little, oh my gosh, it's going to sound like a, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but um, a little bit of consi consistency and just patience over time. And it sucks because 
that does require faith um, in yourself, in the process, um, faith in the results. Because even right now, like I only might like I'll be somewhat transparent. Um, I only have really two active clients and that's enough for me to be like stable. And that's enough for me to surpass my last full time job in half the time um, of working it. So (laughs) that's my accomplishment. Um, That is the first milestone of anyone. It's like, like, (laughs) as long as I make more, I'm like, sorry. (laughs) And it's it's amazing because even though I'm not as rich as you guys, I will be (laughs) one day. (laughs) Do you see see where I'm at? I'm in a fucking basement. (laughs) I do have a nice chair though. This is a very expensive office chair. We're the new rich. (laughs) (laughs) exactly um like it's it's a certain level of success that i never um expected really expected to just happen because especially if you're from north america like you'll be naturally be really difficult on yourself you're from you're you're just used to like working so much you're so used to i don't know being in this motivated environment where everyone's got to hustle and everyone's got to be like super young and super rich and all of this crap. When I came to realize like coming here, seeing Mediterranean people in their life, but also with just having enough to feel proud about my business, proud that I'm sustainable, all of these things has brought so much joy. And people who make like, including my colleagues and the people I work with who are like you guys are way more rich than me. They're like, you've already got it. Like the numbers after that are fleeting in terms of how it, how much it adds to your happiness. So I'm like, I've never been as incredible, like, sorry, (laughs) I've never been so happy in my life. Um, But yeah, the pivotal thing was in order to get those two clients, um, I had to start working at it in the summer and I had to cold pitch and I had to like do my thing. I want to emphasize that I was not cold pitching like eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. Like everyone expects you to do like, Oh, if you have a full-time job, put in those hours, work 12 hours, you know, like in total. And then you can feel good about yourself. I didn't do that. And yeah, maybe I had the luxury with a little bit of support from the government or whatever, but it was scary as hell. It's not as scary as if you were to build your freelance business on the side, right? Which I was pursuing on the side before I got laid off. It just became real when I had to make it work. Um, but anyways, backtracking a little bit. Um, I messaged those clients in the summer. Um, a lot of it didn't really come into fruition until Black Friday. And then since Black Friday after you know, the season slows down. That's when I finally have the time to breathe and like write faster, write better, um, streamline my processes, like deliver invoices on time, like make, make all the mistakes to the point where, okay, you're, you're right. I got this. And in the beginning of my journey, like I, especially when I dove right into black Friday and I was overwhelmed with all the work, um, I definitely didn't, believe in my speed or my abilities but Francis and you know ensured me that I would get faster and I did so having just faith in yourself as a human being that can learn things through immersion like you're you're gonna impress yourself every day 
Um, but at the end of the day, this is a relationship building business and that took time. So even though I messaged my newest client, newest, um, in the summer, and this was like end of July, they didn't reach out to me in terms of working together until end of September, which by the way, was the morning my dog died. So I was going through shit. And then, (laughs) and then, and then we didn't actually start working together until November beginning of November and I was doing flows so straight up onboarding with brands on top of Black Friday campaigns and I finally felt burnout for the first time in a long time (laughs) did it feel good if yeah yeah. not not when yeah if it's the first time you're like yeah that bad (laughs) it's like you know non-stop you're like okay I need to go to get help yeah (laughs) no you're right about the consistency though like uh yeah, no, they, they uh, fucking, I'm burned out all the time now. I actually, I tell recess all the time. I've got, so I'm going to touch on two things you said that are really important. Uh, what you said about having enough, I, I can't figure that out. Um, I, I, I make a lot of money now and I'm still, you know, I will, I will do things. I will put things off. Like we sat in Vietnam to give you a quick story. I love talking about me on these things. It's my, it's my chance to get on camera and tell stories. So, but I, we were sitting in Vietnam at a hotel for three months and um, I was working morning and night and I would just get on the elevator in the morning, go down to the coffee shop. And then I would get on the elevator in the afternoon and go up to the rooftop restaurant and work up there. And I really did like I know better, but I was doing all those things. You know, I was had that stupid like I need to be hustling more. I need to be working on the weekends, which I still do now. I need to, you know, so you're right about like the, the threshold there to where you need to be happy, cover all the bills be able to go out when you want, have uh, enough food and everything. Um, yeah, I, I still haven't learned that lesson. So I'm terrible at that. But the the one thing that I think we're all good at uh, that I've seen and what I, we've talked to anybody who's been successful in this business, and I'm sure it applies to everything else too, is just consistency. You know, like you say, like you didn't have anything going on for a long time, but you just kept going. And that's another big thing that people ask, like, you know, <clears throat> um, how do you get to whatever point you are now? I'm like, you just got to, just got to keep doing it. Even if you feel like shit, even like three weeks, three, four months in, if you're reaching out to people and you don't hear back, you just have to trust that it's going to happen. So you're right about what you said about having faith and having faith in yourself too. Because uh, another thing we learn after you get into this for a while is that nobody knows what they're doing anyway. We're all just making this shit up every day. I'm winging it every day. Like I'll get a client and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And then I'll be like, as soon as I get off the call, I'm like, how do I, uh, you know, set this up or whatever, just flow or campaign or whatever it is. So so, but yeah, just having the faith in yourself is like super important, which is really hard. Like, it's easy for us to sit here and say that now because we've, we've broken the barrier, you know, like we've made it through that. So I know now if somebody calls me and they're like, hey, we need you to do um, a pitch deck or something. I'm like, sure. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, Chad GPT, how do I write a pitch deck? Because you know? <laughs> we know we can we know we can figure it out. You know, we've been there. But now having the faith is like is and and not not overworking yourself. But it is kind of cool to say that uh, you went from doing nothing for a long time to being burned out on something. It is like a badge of honor, kind of. You know, like, I'm so tired now. Like, I didn't have any work a year ago. Now I'm fucking exhausted. So that's pretty cool. On on that, you mentioned coming from Canada slash North America, very hustle-focused. Everyone's young, competitive, burning out a lot, I imagine. And you said specifically mediterranean um experience kind of yeah touch on that a little bit more if possible Mm -hmm. because it is 
I think in the UK as well, definitely North America, many other places in the world, mm-hmm. it's a bubble in the sense of like, cool, this is life. It's like hustle, 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 hustle. And I don't mean like the really stereotypical nine to five for 40 years, because um, actually that's quite rare now anyway, mm-hmm. uh, working for one company for that long. But there's still very much a hustle culture, long hours. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about transitioning or at least coming from that, seeing like, for example, Mediterranean um, way of life. Yeah. Um, whenever I left the house, <laughs> which is how often? <laughs> it was like half half the week. And the other half of the week I'd, or a couple days a week, I'd go to the co-working space. So it forced me to leave the house. Um, you know, I would very much notice like patio culture even in Lisbon it exists regardless of the temperature and it doesn't get that cold anyway so it makes sense and it was just such a pleasure to see people um just like taking a long lunch living slow and for a moment I thought you cornered me with that question I'm like oh my god it's the North American opinion about Mediterranean (laughs) Europeans no (laughs) we're gonna get into that but but we can go in we can go there (laughs) <laughs> do you have olive gardens in uh, canada we've got an olive garden down the street that's mediterranean right <laughs> like stereotypical and yeah. yeah edgy as we want um i know i especially since i came from a place where it's very pc um so yeah no uh it's i can see how you know, like a lot of uber drivers and maybe other immigrants would maybe complain or notice people don't want to work etc etc um in these specific cultures not to name um but like i felt like you see it but at the same time i felt like it was just a reminder for me that it's okay to slow down and and enjoy life and when you do meet like young people a lot of them are hardworking. So it's just the problem is you don't meet a lot of young people where I was because a lot of them just end up moving to the UK and other places to work really hard. So it's I find in a lot of these countries, it's just a matter of staffing to defend them. Um, other than that, yeah, like it is, uh, it, it is kind of nice to stop and smell the roses and see everybody doing that. And that is a value. Um, when prior to... I guess like that summer where I hustled and cold pitched and did whatever to build my business. um, I was honeymooning in Spain and I met these really awesome people who were local Spaniards, um, but they, you know, were super hospitable and it was amazing and they were entrepreneurs. So I guess they're already a different type of breed, but the thing I noticed with them is like when we hopped on the subject of business or whatever we did for a living it wasn't such a big deal. Like even though these guys were entrepreneurs and doing like super cool things in marketing, we'd immediately say things like, oh yeah, oh, we're in the same industry. I do this, I do this. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So what song do you like to listen to in Canada? (laughs) (laughs) You know, And like, for me, that experience, that whole experience meeting them was incredible. But just that hearing about that interaction, because it was between my husband and this guy, Um, just showed me that we are so much more than just our jobs. Like we have this whole identity. And when you do take time off to enjoy life, 
that we forget that that's actually being productive too. And that helps you recharge. And ever since I've traveled in general, I feel like, you know, I have like inspiration for new ideas and new ways to live life. And I'm still coming out of it. I'm still unlearning all those North American habits, like all the the voices in my head that that come from those habits, like, oh, you're not working enough today, or like, oh, you're 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 waking up too late, even though my body was like, you need to sleep, <laughs> you know. But then so like to actually answer your question, it's taught me that you need to, yes, you can have you can have mastery over your body, you can have um, discipline over your body, but you also have to listen to it in order to get what you want from it. And that's why they say health is wealth and all this corny crap. But it's it's true. And I think living in Europe has taught me that because you see people enjoying life, but you see people also having balance. Because once you are in this nomadic environment, you know, you're not just meeting people with full time remote jobs. You're also meeting solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, freelancers, whatever. Um, and they're figuring out their way. So I'm really thankful for this flexibility because it allows me to test like what's actually legit and right for me and what's not. So I can, like, I don't have anyone breathing down my back being like, okay, you need to stay at work at 9 a.m. <laughs> you know, I can go to the gym at 9 a.m. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, exactly. Somebody told me once um, uh, that uh, this is stupid, but I've, I've held on to it. It's like uh, relationships, jobs, uh, everything you have in life is going to come and go, you know, for good or bad or whatever. Uh, but I have like I only have this one body and this one mind for the rest of my life. So that should be our focus is getting enough sleep, eating well, not drinking at eight in the morning, which I've managed to put off so far today. But just uh, to clarify for everyone watching, we're in different time zones. <laughs> so it's like time there. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's six p.m. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. oh, I have no problem. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, you know, it's funny that somebody. I, I, I have a friend who just moved to the UK two months ago, and he brought this up. Like to your point about uh, people more concerned about what we do for work. He's so used to like you meet somebody at a bar or wherever. It's like, hey, what's your name? What do you do? And he says, you know, like in the UK is a lot similar similar to the US. But he said that a lot of people he's running into now are like, they'll ask you where you're from. Like nobody, like it's it's a weird North American thing. Like we ask what you do. Like that's the most important fucking thing is your job, you know. So that, that's what it reminded me of. But yeah, it's um, I'm very much on your side when it comes to like looking at the Mediterranean culture because i've been jumping around um i've just spent a long time in greece i've spent time in spain and like you said it's not like do nothing like don't work it's like a very nice balance and coming from london the amount of people i see on a daily basis in london it's like go 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 and for some people that's how they want to live great like fucking do that um but then you do see some people and you're like, or, you know, are you happy? Like, cause you're constantly engaged and you're maybe not getting those periods of rest and recuperation, which ultimately, like you said, actually help the business. Um, when you do have that kind of time off, yeah. um, I've got a week off next week. I can't wait. And if you are running your own thing, like you need to, because when you are running your own thing, it's your baby. Like you are, 
the one that has the most control over it. Like you want it to do well, you're passionate about it. So you probably could spend 12 hours a day, even if maybe you could spend three or four because of the nature of the work, but you want, you know, you're, you're kind of obsessed with it. But if you can kind of force yourself to break away, still have holidays um, or, you know, a couple of days, like you said, like having a flexible schedule. So you go to the gym at nine in the morning, if that's what suits you best, that is something I found I was more comfortable doing when I was running my own thing. I don't think it was necessarily that I didn't have the opportunity to maybe request that kind of flexibility, but I knew that even when I did, I'd still feel this kind of pull slash uneasiness that like, oh, I don't know, maybe I have this flexibility, but other people are in the office right now. And like, it didn't, the idea of it didn't really feel, it didn't sit well. And now being like, cool, well, I'm in control of the communication I have with my clients. I get the shit done. Um, when I want to get it done, and as, as long as the client's happy, that's great. It feels so much more relaxing. It's like you're in the gym at 9 a.m. being like, yeah, I'm in the gym at 9 a.m. Like, it's cool. I'm going to get to work at 11 and I'm not worried about anything because I've kind of teed everything else up. Plus, I don't have other colleagues that are like in at 9 a.m. being like, where's Reese? Uh, yeah. Now, the guilt thing is real. Like, we've done a really good job over the last 100 years since uh, the Industrial Revolution or whatever to really like guilting everybody into working like, Oh, you're working 10 hours. Well, I got to fucking stay longer than Ted over there. Like, Oh, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta come in before everybody. I gotta stay later. And then you hear about somebody's working on the weekends. Like I need to do that too, which is uh, obviously we're all going to look back on those times and, and realize that was a mistake. And fortunately, you know, some of us now are figuring that out. Where, where are you now? Cause you've just flown somewhere. Mm -hmm. Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just, so I was, uh, I got back from Vietnam. I was in Colorado. That's where we, if you remember, we tried to film the episode with G and, uh, I had the mountain, the mountain, the green screen mountain background. And then, uh, last time we spoke, I was at my dad's place in the barn and now I'm in Detroit about a half hour outside Detroit. Now this is where we'll spend most of the summer and we'll take small trips from here. Um, uh, we've got family, um, all over Michigan where we're at now. So, but anyway, this will look much better next time you see me. I'll have like manatees. Yeah. Up or, that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the corner of the basement right now, which is, which is actually you know not too bad considering there's people outside mowing the lawn and everything else. But now I'm about a half hour outside Detroit. Uh, it's, it's really, it's gotten better. Uh, we actually have a bridge to Canada. I think like 15 minutes from here. Oh, it's sure. in the north. Yeah. 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 Canada's a great over there. But no, it's awesome here. They've, they've actually done a really good job with the city. And the temperatures here, I'm terrible with Celsius, so you're going to have to forgive me. But I think they, like, it's probably like 20 right now. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. It's like 65, 70 degrees Fahrenheit. So I should, I yeah, should know I this by now because I've traveled enough. You know, I should be better with my temperatures. But we have to figure out what we're going to do this fall because, um, I know we've talked about getting everybody together in the Spain, Portugal area, which seems to be the hot spot, or at least for now anyway. Um, I don't I don't think there's any like super cheap place to get everybody in the same spot. So we're thinking we just kind of get a gathering. <laughs> <laughs> Spain? 
That's what editing. That's what editing's for. Don't worry. <laughs> Bobby or Bobby? Yeah, Bobby yeah. or Morris. Either one. Morris. Bobby or Morris. Oh, Morris. Yeah, Bobby's his nickname. I was like, so. what? It's such a strange. Anyway, yeah, you need to get Bobby on board. Yeah. <laughs> Just Spain. We will be on board for sure. You, Rachel, Cece, Boris, Francis, Claudia's keen. We're gonna get massive Airbnb. I think, okay, so I think the reason why Francis would be keen on Portugal is because he's got his residency there, right? For like, he's leaving one. He's in the oh, States. No. I, I, yeah, he's, he's near me now. <laughs> yeah, he's not too far from me right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we got to lock him in because, uh, um, I, but he does have his residency in Portugal, right? I mean, th- and that could be, you know, I mean, e- either yeah, one. Like, Portugal's good. We could even do Bulgaria. <laughs> Well, we could get a fucking mansion here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had that spot in Bansko lined up, and then we ended up having to skip it. Oh, I yeah. I you the link. Now, they have the Nomad Fest there, too, uh, which I think which is I'm going next to. week. Yeah. Are you really? They gave uh, us free tickets when here. is it? They gave us free tickets here. When is it? It's next, next week. So the 25th of July 2nd. So they had three tickets, and Bobby... Snapshot. Yeah. Nice. We need to get you back on um, after that, because or you could do a live on the scene. You could walk oh, yeah. around, you know, film some stuff. I said it because I'm actually I'm very curious about this because, and, and not to sound like you know whatever, but I know like you know when you have festivals. Like I'm wondering, is it like an actually like a value thing? Um, yeah, no offense to anybody who is organizing the festival that's watching this, but is it like a real value thing or is it just a bunch of fucking people on stage trying to sell themselves? I don't know. I could be wrong. I could just see like a bunch it's of life coaches. Anyway. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of life coaches. That's not like, look at me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really curious though because we need to be doing ourselves at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And, and I look, I'd I'd love to go. Uh, it's it's always this time of year, so it's always a strange time because we're just coming back in. I can change that next year, but I'm really curious, like, to see if it's like you'll have to you'll have to check it out and report back because uh, I want to know if, like how cool this thing is, or if it's just a just a bunch of douchebags trying to get you to buy their their supplements and uh, their their pro their course. I know how much it is though. I'm not paying, but apparently they're worth 250 euro for the whole week, but not including accommodation, obviously, like just, yeah. and it's uh keynote stuff in the day, like typical conference. And then like usually some sort of activity at night and on the weekends, they throw like parties and stuff. Ooh, I might see if I can fiddle all my flights around. See well, I have that connection there still too for the lodging. I just, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're probably booked up, but that's definitely something. That's on the list of things to check out. So if if you guys make it, and uh, let us know if it's worth it or not, you know. So be plan it for next year. I don't know. I, I've seen the lineup and I've gone through all the stuff, and I'm like, uh, you know, I mean, look, you you can never go wrong networking, regardless of who's saying what and whatever the itinerary is during the day. Um, it, you know, whether it's awesome or it's you know, something you don't need, but you can't go wrong meeting new people and networking. I mean, that's, that's always a positive. Yeah. I just go to have fun and meet people. That's my only expectation. <laughs> drink, drink with new people. It's my plan every day. Yeah, drink with me. Much, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's we're looking at the rafting. Uh, yeah. The ah, fun right. I probably <laughs> won't be able to go to the keynote stuff because I've got to work. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, the evening activity. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's okay. I mean. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I can do, I can do whatever Wait, no, I want. But you, oh, you book next yeah, week off. Right, right. Yeah. You mean I can yeah, change? Yeah, that's something to look at. I mean, it's always there. And that's the other thing, too. Like, we're trying to, like, when we say we're going to gather everybody, it's not going to be a formal thing. We just figure we all have to be somewhere on the planet, right? So why, why not try to be somewhere at the same time? And we've all got our own jobs and shit that we're working on. Um, but just imagine the creativity or terrible things that could happen if we're all together. I don't know. I mean, it could go either way. <laughs> could have, yeah, could have been prison cell somewhere. I don't know. What. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's like it's an informal gathering that isn't a fucking £2,000 for a week to live with other digital nomads it's like cool we all have a bit of a connection we don't know each other that well but we know each other enough to like like the idea of booking a big airbnb or if people want to do their own thing cool but being in the same location sharing fucking ideas like without there being this huge price tag against because you look at some of these things and they're like i'm like cool it's amazing it's like a four-day trip and they're like yes yeah, three grand and i'm like, like really like I, I feel like, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot for what it is. <clears throat> yeah. There's a lot of them that are robbery. I I'm trying to plan out the rest of the year and, and look, I, I, I'll pay the money to go to something that I think is worth it, but I know how these things go. So I, I think having like an informal get together with people that actually are in like, cause we want each other to be successful. Like we, we could work on projects together and who knows, you know, we could end up working a, a bunch of, things where we're all making money at the same time. So going to some formal thing where it's just people preaching at you from stage, again, I could be wrong, but I'm just what I'm guessing, uh, trying to sell themselves is not really of much interest to me, but getting a group together where we're like, we could brainstorm ideas and uh, who knows, come up with ideas. I think think that's the way to go. Like, I think it could be like super authentic, especially if, and there will be people that are specialists in different areas. Like, I don't fucking mind sitting up, standing up with the whiteboard and taking people through a certain area, like, you know, without a two grand price, price day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So it's been three years coming. You've started traveling this year. You're in Bulgaria now. What does the rest of the year look like? Okay. So, um, the rest of the year will be based in Europe still. Um, we've got, the rest of summer and the beginning of fall to be based out of Varna, Bulgaria. Um, and so that'll be nice because it's, you know, summer and I'm starting beach to town, right? the sea. <laughs> yeah, because in Sofia, it's all mountains, which is gorgeous, by the way, come here. Um, but I am starting to miss that Mediterranean summer vibe, um, which you guys had in Cyprus. Uh, and so that's the goal. Um, and then in the fall, really the goal is to check out some, try living somewhere where we could see ourselves living. I mean, that's kind of part of Portugal, like the reason why we chose Portugal, but even though we loved it, um, it didn't, you know, stop us for, we weren't just like, okay, we're here. This is our home now. Don't get me wrong. We made so many friends in Lisbon and it's great that we have a base there now, but, um, I still want to check out Spain just because I feel like it's got some similarities, not saying it's the same thing, some similarities, but other boxes that seem to 
check for me, if that makes sense. So we'll try that out. Um, and then Christmas, we'll be back here just to be with family and friends. And then next year, I want to do Southeast Asia. <laughs> and I want to do Asia. Just like right when everybody goes to Europe, <laughs> I go to Asia. Right. Um, so that's that's my goal. Like I want to do a year in Asia, especially because eventually after that, I want then I will want to pick a place to um, build roots and like maybe buy a house and do the whole have children thing, but still traveling and still nomadic and all of that. But just, you know, having a base, um, especially one that is within the EU because it's close to my in-laws. Um, and, and that would be the plan afterwards. So I really want to do like Asia just because like I need, I need to get it out of my system, man. Like I, <laughs> I need to go see Asia. I need to go see like China. I need to go see, uh, I need to go back to Indonesia, which is where I was originally born and brush up on my Indonesian. Everyone's like Bali, Bali, even this hotel that we're in has a connection to Bali. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, I'm Indonesian. I can like understand so i should get better at speaking um and just all of these things so uh yeah that's my plan um i the way i see it now is like even if i do you know start a family have a home base all of that i feel like whatever the norm looks like for people is beginning to change i don't believe in the american dream anymore um, there's definitely the whole concept of the new rich and I have a vision for myself and I just feel like traveling is not going to stop nomadic being nomadic to an extent will it won't it'll it'll just change it not necessarily will stop you know I I see a future where people will have more you know options and more and uh, different ways of living that because even right now we're living in a way that our own our own parents can't even comprehend yeah right yeah like explaining this to my parents the week before i left because <laughs> i telling them a year prior didn't stick um was like very difficult for 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 my mother to understand <laughs> but it's my alien. dad was chill it's yeah alien. very alien very alien to them so my point is like you know, don't be surprised when, you know, the next generation or in 10 years, like the way that we're living is just unimaginable just because we are so resilient. Um, with that being said, my digital nomad tip is if you're going to have a home base for someone at my age, I would say three months is a good minimum because <laughs> it's freaking exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> you don't realize it until you've like, throwing your bags on the floor yeah. in the kind of final place and you're like jesus like it's been like three weeks of like here here, here. And yeah yeah, it, yeah. we have that rule it, too so i i would get stable enough before you start hopping yeah like pick somewhere like cc says for a couple of months at least um as you're building um and then going back to the kind of parents um, opinion situation like you can tell your parents your plan well the best thing is to show them the results so like give yeah. them an idea of the plan but <clears throat> go hard on getting the results and actually um, achieving the goals you've set and that's the best convincing you can do um, with any kind of family like this I mean sometimes that's not even enough 
Oh, no. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it also doesn't matter. But yeah. if you are worried about it, like that's one of the best ways. Like <clears throat> once you show them the results and they're like, okay, well, Sarah. Yeah, just, but results can look like just doing it and not crashing and burning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the bar is pretty low, so it's you know as long as you as long as you survive and you come back and you're not missing any fingers or anything, you know, it's not that hard to pull off. <laughs> yeah, not good for copyright. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No shit. I didn't think about that. Yeah. No, I I love Bali. We were there for two months. Uh, we bounced around all the little islands in Indonesia. There, um, it's like the the friendliest place I've ever been, and the and the best food. And I know it's cliche. Everybody says that, but it really was truly like the happiest place I've been in a long time. The only thing I didn't care for, which is nothing I can do about is the time change um, from the clients I had. But again, I, I could always get better clients, but no, if, if you do go there, it's, it's amazing. I think the immigration is a little screwy. It, it, hopefully it'll change by then. We had to go check in a couple of times, but one of the best parts about Southeast Asia, it's not the Schengen situation. So, you know, you go to Indonesia for a couple of months, then you can hit up like we went to Kuala Lumpur, which is like a big city. It's like Manhattan there. It's like New York, you know, and then we went over to Vietnam. You could do Thailand. So there's a lot less pressure. Like you don't have to think about where you're going and when with the visas. And um, and they're all super close. I think like I mean, they're flights, but it was like an hour flight between each one. So now you'll really enjoy that when you get a chance to go. Here's a question. You can add it or cut it. Top two the both of you top two ways that working online and like traveling has improved your quality of life. Go. Um, <clears throat> time. So being in control of my schedule and also knowing, cool, I need to do this work this week or this work today, doing it when I'm most Focus, productive for me, that's the morning, mm -hmm. means I'm able to squeeze out more free time. And that free time, like I'll go and do activities, gym, walking, that gives me a lot of headspace. And that helps me focus better when I need to. But it also allows me to, apologies for the corporate speak, but zoom out and have a really good idea of like, cool, next 12 months, what are the projects I have? going on business related where does that put me in six months 12 months what are the little things i need to tweak here and there that's been super super helpful um and two things you go you go next and i'll think of my next one yeah i mean i'll just expand on what you said but just just the time um so for example like we all have different rhythms in our days so like, like you said, <clears throat> uh, if I'm ready to go to the gym, like after this, for example, I can do that. Uh, back in my cubicle job, everything was like set at certain times of day. You have to eat lunch at a certain time of day. I mean, everything is like, you know, completely regimented. Now, um, I, I could like, this happens frequently, actually, about eight o'clock at night, I all of a sudden feel creative again, and I can go right. And I can do that. Whereas before I'm stuck in this goddamn little box and i have to get so much accomplished by five o'clock but after i eat lunch i don't feel like doing anything you know i know these sound like minor points but really just being able to tailor your day to your own rhythms and do things when you want like i'm way more productive now if i could eat like i fast all morning then i eat lunch and then i go take a nap and then i wake up and then i'm i'm productive till till late into the evening so if i could 
anything else aside, it's just being able to literally do what I want when I want, but that also it turns into increased productivity. So it's awesome. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Second one, um, freedom, not necessarily location um, or time, but actually business project. Um, I'm not on a salary. I'm not working for one person. I've got multiple businesses in the works. Like I'm able to do that and create multiple income streams, different um, specialisms, completely new stuff. Like that flexibility, extremely nice, both on the income side because your ceiling is kind of um, demolished. It doesn't exist to a degree. Um, and also fun, enjoyment. It's like instead of kind of being narrowed into one particular um, skill or business that you can have multiple. No, yeah. And, and uh, you know, when, when things are your responsibility solely, it's exhilarating. It's also fucking scary. Uh, but, yeah, you're not working for somebody else's, you know, product. Um, no, I, I, the whole and, – and, again, uh, <clears throat> you could be a freelance worker and not – um, have the, the luxury of the schedules we have, but just that control, you know, and it, you know, I talk about this daily, like, Hey, what about this idea? And then it sounds really good. And then the next day we're like, man, that was fucking stupid. We're not going to do that, but we could do that. You know, we could literally, you know, and the, the way, the way the world's set up now, we're all obviously connected with the internet. It's, that's only getting better. Um, you know, we could decide to open a business that, you know, sells tomatoes somewhere and we could be online, have that business registered and have a business bank account and a website up in two days. And then three weeks later, we could say that was a stupid idea and we could just get rid of it. So that, that freedom too is really super important and it, it makes a big difference. And it's exciting too. It keeps things exciting. We're not doing the same shit for 30 or 40 years, you know, like it's, we can iterate, we can three years from now, we could be doing something completely different, you know, and it, it keeps everything fresh, you know? And why not? Because we're fucking marketers. Like we, you know, like we are. It's our job to um, position products and services in a way that makes people buy them, puts them in the right place, speaks to them in the right way, converts them. Like we're literally like that's so much of a business, especially online, especially if we're working with e-commerce. Don't get me wrong. There's product fulfillment. There are other aspects, but it's so pivotal. It's like cool, well, why wouldn't you use all the skills you're building and think, well, yeah, cool, do you know what? I'm going to nail this for a couple of years and maybe the next step is I'm actually going to launch my own e-commerce brand because even if you're not going to be doing the copywriting yourself, you know the standard you need, you know what it's going to, um, you know what to assess someone who's going to do it for you. Um, you're in a really good position and it's, and like you said, it's, it's fun. It's like, cool, you now have um the freedom to play around with ideas and, and test things yeah no you made a good point about marketing too is like um, we got asked a question oh my god yeah i know i know it's the first one i could put on the spot <laughs> i think yeah i know i know what's going on here Next Celebrate. week, we're going to be like, yes. These guys gave me the idea. It's going to be CC lecture next week. Like, well, she, <laughs> she's got she's to do a live report from the Nomad Fest anyway, so she might as well get used to <laughs> asking questions of, of drunk your people. Your correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marketing is like the catch-all job, man. Like, once you, If you can talk to people, tell a story, 
uh, sell something. Because let's be honest, like the accounting, like the other things you'd have to do to have a business, like even learning how to set one up, there's there's fucking software for that now. But being able yeah, to yeah. interact with people, yeah, there's AI for that now. Like like well, I have word once at least on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if I was like setting up a business 30 years ago, I'd be like, oh shit, I don't know anything about accounting. I don't know anything about you name it. Uh, now it's like, I don't have to know any of that shit. QuickBooks does everything. It does pay, you know what I mean? Like all those components that people go to business school for, unfortunately still, and they learn all these things. Really, it just comes down to what we're doing now, just being able to shift gears constantly and, and talk to people and, you know, brainstorm here and there. So I noticed last uh, happy hour hangout in the, our hotel, um, since everyone here is a, is a nomad, um, that it's a really common follow-up question to be like, oh, what do you do after, what do you do for a living or for work? You say, do you own your business <laughs> or are you self-employed or something? Like it's, it's really nice to hear that just because that was the minority. Like now I'm in a world where every, I'm surrounded by them, like people like us, but back home in Vancouver, it was the minority. And then on top of that, to find motive, like women like that was also rare. Yeah. Um, so just to hear that follow up question, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, To be in an environment like that. We might all be broke business owners, <laughs> still business owners, which already like just living this life. We have already access to different types of opportunities. So there's definitely uh, like a mindset there. Um I will say, however, that was not the case when I was in Lisbon, but for some reason here. I think the reason why here is because a lot of business owners come here for the tax benefits. It's only 10%. Yeah, yeah, I've heard in this. Bulgaria, in Bulgaria. So maybe that's why. Makes sense. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, well, uh, here, we, here we go again, trying to figure out how to end one of these. Uh. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your happy hour. Everybody, yeah. you're gonna have to work all day. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go pre- hit the gym and uh, you know wander wander on the treadmill of stairmaster for a while. Thanks for listening. The producer of today's show was me. For more content, join us on our YouTube channel at, at Solo Venture, and links to all of our social media will be in the show notes.